would you just mind quickly introducing yourself, explain what you do? That would be a great place to start. Of course. Uh, I'm the CEO of a company called Atacama, based uh, in New York City, or normally based in New York City, pre-COVID. Mm. Sure. Um, and what we make is a fairly unique form of encryption software for data at rest uh, that takes keys uh, and splits them into shards and enables those shards to be distributed across various devices in a way that is very straightforward for the user to reassemble when it comes time to decrypt that piece of data. Mm. Uh, and what it enables is a very strong form of security because it's quite granular. It's very easy to use, unlike you know, uh, uh, what I'll call traditional air quotes encryption, mm. uh, where there's you know, a password that could be lost and cannot be reset because it's encryption. Mm. Um, uh, and uh, we think it's a terrific product. So that, yeah. th that's, that's what I do at Atacama. Um, my, my background before that is a, sort of a combination of tech and finance. So, so I've, I've been in information security now for probably I don't know, a little over 20 years now. And I, 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 earlier in my career, I used to work for uh, Sophos, Sophos. Um, and, you know, when we were first looking, you know, talking about, say, Utamarco, and we were first really getting into those encryption conversations, I was like, everybody needs this. It's just one of, surely this is like the best way of keeping your data safe and secure. Like this is going to be massive. Everybody's going to do it. And you know what? They didn't. <laughs> and I never really, I could never get my head around this because I'm thinking it makes so much sense. What, why do you think that it's been relatively slow for companies to adopt encryption as a mainstream part of their security? Indeed, uh, it, is, it, it can be a real slog uh, to, to get folks uh, to realize the importance of utilizing encryption. I think there are, and that's a great question. There are a few reasons for that. The first is historically there have been real problems implementing encryption on a granular level uh, for, you know, for a variety of technical problems and user experience problems. Right. Um, and security related problems. And let me talk about what I'll describe as the security related problems first. And they actually, they actually cross over with the user experience related problems. What a lot of companies have done, um, and I think Sophos is one of them, mm. is they'll say, okay, you know, we will encrypt all of your data we'll, and perhaps we'll do it on a granular basis. Perhaps we'll do that at the file level. Mm. However, to make it sufficiently easy for the user to access, what we'll do is we'll have the keys stored in a way such that, that those key, that, that key storage is connected to your identity and access management system. Mm, mm. Consequently, when the user authenticates, those keys are released. Uh, and that's fine. That makes it quite straightforward for the user, right? They just put in their username and password and maybe whatever, you know, multi-factor authentication they have. Mm. And then the keys are released. However, it makes it similarly easy for an attacker, mm. right? Because if an attacker is going to spoof my identity or somehow is going to be, gain my credentials or somehow via malware gain access to my endpoint right mm. and and pretend to be me they will also have immediately defeated the entirety of the protections that encryption provides okay. so you could separate those things right you could say okay fine we're going to have we're going to separate those things and then require users to enter passwords on a per folder or per mm. file basis mm. but that of course introduces a series of other problems because mm. users hate passwords and then they forget them and you have all these other issues mm. And, and the, the, the confluence of these problems, right, the, the combination of these problems made encryption or has historically made encryption somewhat untenable, 
right? So I think your, your thought about it, your initial reaction of, of, oh, this is great. This makes a ton of sense. I think that's a lot of, that is the right reaction to have mm. and the devil's in the details. Yeah, yeah. I, I think fundamentally, I think there was also a lot of fear. They were like, well, what if all of our data gets encrypted? What if we can't get it back? I mean, <laughs> there's a fair amount of that, I think, that was also happening. Exactly. Happened, you know, as well, it's like, you know, you're still putting your faith that, those really, really important documents and really important files, you know, don't become locked forever. <laughs> I think that that was the other thing that we used to sort of face as well. But I think, I think to your point earlier, I think you're, you're right. I think ultimately, as often happens, productivity wins out over security is that it's just a case of, well, you know, I don't want to get in the way of the users. I just want the users to be able to do their job really, really easily and security is an afterthought. Uh, and I think that that's very often the mentality, isn't it? Um, yeah. Hmm. I agree completely. That, that's what we're seeing. We see that a lot. Yeah. We see that a lot. Uh, that, uh, that... Uh, it's crazy, isn't it? And especially when you think about, you know, some of the data sometimes that you're trying to protect is quite often with um, some pretty senior executives and they are the worst. <laughs> you know, you, you put anything in the way of them and that's, they'll get, get rid of, don't want it, don't want that. And, and, and actually they're probably the people that are the highest risk. <laughs> so. Common question that I see on DDQs, uh, you know, common question is, are there individuals at, at your organization uh, that are, I guess, I guess the word is exempt or sort of excused from the normal security parameters? <laughs> and the implication is that it's the C-suite. The implication is that it's the CEO or the C, you know, whoever it is, the CFO, and that that person is sufficiently important that they, they don't have to deal with multi-factor authentication or that their uh, assistant is, you know, their executive assistant is given their password to type in. Right. And I, I, I look at this and I shake my head, Madness. but this is the way, this is the way organizations yes. tend to operate. Um, yeah. I guess obviously sometimes they may be of a certain age as well, where, um, you, you know, the, the, the concept of, of technology is, is uh, perhaps beyond them a little bit. It's interesting though, because I think the thing I find quite fascinating is that when I think about, um, you know, when we think about security and we think about the way that we used to think about data, it's totally different. I, 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 my, my, my dad, uh, we're going back sort of, you know, 30 years ago now, I used to run a shipping company. <coughs> and um, whenever you had some data that was important, that was sensitive, it was locked away under lock and key. And there were several doors you had to walk through. There was CCTV. You knew exactly who had access to it. <coughs> You carried it around in a locked briefcase, right? Like you, you knew and you treated it like it was a briefcase full of cash. You know, you treat it with that level of, uh, with that level of importance. And yet, um, you know, when you look at organizations, I bet if you went into that organization today and you looked at the way that exactly that same type of data was being handled, guarantee that you'd find stuff that's stored in open shares that's stored, <laughs> you know stuff that's being that's massively people have got access to that really don't need access to the level of understanding as to potentially even where that data is within inside the organization is is probably a lot 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 worse now than it was sort of like 20 or 30 years ago and i think that like the entire mentality and attitude toward data have, have really sort of changed i guess it's become commoditized because frankly there's so much of it as well and i think that that creates a real problem for security because unless we kind of get our culture unless we try and get our thinking and our psychology to that point when we actually start thinking about that how important data is i think that we're going to struggle we're going to struggle to get adoption from you know for spending money to fix a problem we're going to struggle to actually have the right type of culture to 
get people to understand why they need why they shouldn't email files like that out of the organization this something we need to it, it, i think we've got to do a lot more education to help people understand what it is they're dealing what it is they're handling hmm. there, what you point out i think is is uh, tremendously important and i think some of the, one of the things that we talk about internally at, at our organization is you know society has quite literally thousands of years mm. of experience in securing physical objects, right? And if those physical objects have to be pieces of paper, then so be it. And I'm not going to say that society overall is, is good at it, but certainly we have a lot of experience at it. Sure. And perhaps in certain, certain, certain circumstances, we are good at it, right? We have tens of years mm. <laughs> uh, experiencing bits, uh, uh, sorry, um, uh, securing bits and bytes, right? We have thousands of years, thousands of years of securing physical objects, tens of years securing bits and bytes. So, and, you know, two orders of magnitude <laughs> difference, right? It's tremendous. And um, there is this sort of assumption that, uh, okay, security is security is security, right? And we have experience, we collectively society, we understand what security means. And because we have so much experience, keeping secure these physical objects, so too should we have the ability to keep secure bits and bytes. And it just doesn't, doesn't translate. There is a, a terrific YouTube channel that I discovered recently. Uh, it's, a, it's a fellow who likes, to, who likes to take physical locks, right? You know, padlocks and whatever else. And he, he shows how quickly they can be picked and defeated. Right, it's a great sort of exercise in red teaming the physical world. He does a great job of it, yeah, and yeah. he's he's and he's very fast, right? So these, you know, he'll, he'll it'll be a three minute YouTube clip, and he'll and he's not a jerk about it. He'll get on there and he'll say, "Oh, I'm going to show you this padlock today and how I can pick it in twenty <laughs> seconds," and I'll go do 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 do, and suddenly it's picked, it's done, right? Um, and you know, I showed this to my my team, and they all said, you know, this is a great example. Of, of how easy it is to show a third party the way in which security can be defeated in an intuitive manner. The problem is showing that in the context of bits and bytes is much harder, right? If I show you the way to defeat a bank vault, right? The viewer will immediately say, oh, well, this is terrible. We can, it's easy to understand how this can be defeated and mm. we need to really fix this problem, right? Yeah. It's much more difficult to show you, you know, how you can, how easy it is to infiltrate uh, a network, mm. right? It's not intuitively obvious to sort of the casual observer. And that's one of these things that, that feeds into this, I would say, level of overconfidence related to securing yeah. bits and bytes, right? Huh. Uh, relative to the physical world. Yeah. So uh, I think what you're saying is 100% right.